Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. I want you to join in your faith with me as we enter, um, share this word that I believe is from the Lord. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the anointing that makes teaching and preaching easy. I pray that, Father, that by your spirit, you'll think through my mind, speak through my lips. I pray that you will give me the tongue of the learn, that I may speak a word to them that are weary. Thank you, Father, that you fill my mouth with good things so that I can share your word. Thank you for grace filling my mouth. Thank you that my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Thank you that, Lord, that out of my mouth, a sword of fire destroying the works of the enemy and causing Jesus to be glorified. Thank you, Father, for supernatural utterance. I connect my tongue to my spirit, and I speak as the mouthpiece, as the oracle of God. I thank you for this people that you've called here for such a time as this, that our lives will never be the same. We bind every hindrance and every obstacle that would try to come against this service for the will of God will be accomplished and we will be comfortable with AC and this sermon will go throughout the world, setting people free. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to share with you, we, we've been talking about the secret place. Last week, we um, talked about, um, well, the week before, we talked about dwelling in the secret place. Can anybody tell me what last week was? Victory in the secret place. And so today, uh, this is quite quite a long title. I think I'm going to go with this title. I, I struggled with this title. Usually, my wife helps me with the title, and I'm, I'm going to... For just for time's sake, I'm going to um, <laughs> write the title, um, The Fire of Prayer in the Secret Place. The, the Fire of Prayer in the Secret Place. So that's what we're going to share about. The fire, everybody say, the fire of prayer, fire of prayer. in the secret place. All right, let me just change that on my notes because I'll be telling you the old one. Um, Thank you, Lord. What was the other one? Um, Building a house of prayer in the secret place. That wasn't happy. I guess we was led by the spirit. All right. Um, Fire, the fire of prayer in the secret place. The fire of of prayer in the secret place. Thank you, Lord. All right, here we go. Prayer keeps us focused on what matters the most. Um, it's a battle to pray. Would y'all agree to, with, with that? It, it really is a battle to pray. Um, prayer, and it's a battle to have a lifestyle of prayer. Everything we do and say must be rooted in prayer. Every Christian failure is a prayer failure. Let me say that again. Every Christian failure is a prayer failure. Learning to wait on God in prayer is a discipline. Learning to wait on God in prayer 
is a discipline. It takes great faith to wait on God in prayer because we are so used, we're conditioned from the time that we are in the womb to the time we hit the earth is we're conditioned for everything now, 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 now. And so we want, we want the baby to come out now. The baby wants to come out now, right? <laughs> um, we, we are conditioned for right now. But it, it's something to be said when we, we, we have this lifestyle of prayer and learning how to wait on God in prayer before you ever see anything, before you ever feel anything, before you ever hear anything. Developing a discipline of waiting on the Lord. And to wait on the Lord is not just sitting back waiting for the manifestation of your prayers, but it's learning how to commune with him, learning how to hear from him, learning how to hear things that you don't want to hear. Thank you, Lord. Um, so this week, um, well, let me say this before we say, God wants us to have a consistent prayer life. Um, this week, I want you to plan times of prayer. And I want you to plan uh, uh, to, to have spontaneous times of prayer. I think some of us either err on one side or the other. We have extreme plans of prayers. And some of us, we just do it at just at any given moment. But how many know it's blessed to have both? To, pr- to have your plan, like if it's five o'clock in the morning, that's your time. Nothing, your phone is off. Nothing can distract you. It's one thing to have prayer on the go, but it's another thing to pray while you're waiting. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so this week, I, I want you to, I'm going to challenge you to do something. I want you to get at least two people's numbers from this congregation and pray with them at least twice this week. So that's four times this week. You're going to call somebody outside of your home and pray with them. I didn't say prophesy to them. I didn't say um, preach to them. <laughs> I said pray with them and pray for them. Who's, who's willing to take that challenge? Pray, praying for one another and praying for the, gro- the growth of our church, it's, it's, a, it's a time to pray. It's a, it's a time to pray. We don't have, we don't pray enough. We don't have pray enough. How many know prayer changes us? Amen. It, it is one of the main graces that God has given the church to change us. He gives us this, this avenue of prayer, this channel of prayer, this grace of prayer that change happens. There's a lot of things that take, takes place in prayer. There's impartations. Sometimes people like to get impartations from men and women of God, and that's great. But there's nothing like impartations from the Father. There's nothing like impartations from Jesus, impartations from the Holy Spirit. He will change some things in prayer that you can't get any other other ways, other ways, otherwise. You know, there, there's something, there's some battles that's only won in prayer. Did you hear me? There are some battles that only won in prayer. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But we, we must learn how to struggle in prayer. Um, there's a guy in um, Colossians that we'll look at who struggled in prayer. Um, prayer changes us. It positions us to hear from God. Prayer does not change God. He is unchangeable. Prayer changes us. Amen. Um, prayer moves mountains, even if we're the mountains that need to be moved. Amen. Prayer positions us fasting in prayer. Back in the day, I grew up in around Pentecostal um, people and we um, they, they believe prayer uh, and fasting move devils. But devils are not moved by prayer and fasting. 
Uh, God is not moved by prayer and fasting. Um, there's a thing called um, some things only come out by prayer and fasting, right? Um, no, what happens is that unbelief comes out through prayer and fasting. Unbelief comes out, not devils. The devils are not moved because you skipped a meal or two or three for five days. What's moved is your, uh, your state of unbelief to the state of faith. So faith moves mountains, faith moves devils, and faith positions us to receive from God. So prayer and fasting positions us to receive from God. Amen. We hear from God through prayer and fasting. Um, we need to pray in the spirit and we need to pray with our understanding. We must go back to prayer. There's a message I preached years and years ago called, way before I knew anybody in this room, called um, Back to the Basics. We, we need to go back to the basics of prayer and, and devouring the Bible and fasting and gatherings. Every church should be a praying church. Every church. The Lord spoke to me several years ago, way before I was um, senior lead pastor. He said um, uh, that many churches have become a prayer list church. A prayer list church. Prayer is vital to our existence. It is the air that the Christian breathes. Prayer is who we are. We are prayer to God. We're prayers to God. Um, Lord, make my, our lives prayers to you. May we constantly be in a state of prayer. Um, as a teenager, I used to wake my parents up about five o'clock in the morning and says, we need to pray. The Lord, I, I'm sensing in my spirit, the Lord is calling us to pray. And my mom and dad would get out of the bed with me and get my brothers and my sister up and we would pray. How many would be open if your kids came to you and asked you to pray? And then, I mean, God can speak to a kid. You remember um, Eli and Samuel and God spoke to the kid, the, the, the young man, Samuel, the boy, Samuel. And the Lord will speak to us sometimes through our children. If we'll listen, we can hear the voice of God in our children. It's because they're not tainted by the world and, and a world of doubt and unbelief. So be open. <laughs> uh, amen. Amen. We're talking about the fire of prayer in the secret place. Um, so I believe even now, even though the Lord spoke to me many, many years ago, even now, the church is prayerless, and even our church is prayerless. We're praying twice a week outside of Sunday morning. That's um, Tuesday and Thursday. And then we're going to take a break for the remaining of August, and then we're going to come back with the uh, consecrated fasting, and we're going to spend some time in prayer. This house will be called a house of prayer, man. Amen. Amen. Um, if, you, if we can talk about food and, and I, if you know me, I love talking about food. I love talking about restaurants and different places that we can go to and eat. And, and you know, sometimes you get excited. Sometimes I think that I'll be evangelized concerning uh, uh, restaurants. You know, hey, you find a good restaurant. Hey, you got to go. You got to go. You know, and we're passionate about it. Uh, some of us are passionate about sports and other things. Right. We're very passionate. But why not pray together more? Let us not wait until next year when we have that. You know, we did, well, a few years ago, we did 40-day fast. We did 21-day um, fast. And this year, what we're doing, we broke out th those weeks within every quarter where we fasted the week. 
And so we need to pray more as we see the day approaching. How many know Jesus is coming? He's soon to crack the sky. And so our prayers prepare the way. Listen to this. Praying prepares the way for the return of Christ like John the Baptist prepared the way for his first coming. Amen. Amen. So as we pray, it prepares the pathway for the coming of the Lord. So you're not just praying concerning your needs. You're praying his will to be established, his will to be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is the vehicle in which God uses to get his will accomplished on the earth. Amen. So I was tempted to name this building a house of prayer in the secret place, but I just kind of like the fire of prayer in the secret place. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Mark 11, Mark 11, chapter, um, chapter 11, verse 15. We're talking about the fire of prayer in the secret place. Lord, we were praying today that the fire of prayer would not end with us in this church, that, this, that the fire of prayer will continue until Jesus comes in this church. And when we're dead in our grave in heaven, that the prayers of the righteous from KLM will continue. That's what we were praying today. Mark 11, verse 15 and 16, it says this, and they came to Jerusalem and he entered the temple and, became to dr- and began to drive out those who sold, those who bought, in the temple, and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. The temple became something more than what the Lord had intended. Let me ask you this. What about our church? Has it become more or less than what the Lord has intended? These people made the Lord's, the Lord's house a house of, 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 of mark, like a marketplace, a, a mall, if we could say that. But we're not called to be a church without prayer. They were selling and taking advantage of God's people, and Jesus drove them out of the temple. Let's look at verse 17. And he was teaching them and saying to them, is it not written, my house should be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. He taught them by saying, my house should be called a house of prayer for all nations. Now, that doesn't mean that we need to change the name of the church to call, to name it a a house of prayer. That's not what he's referring to. And I know churches have called their churches a house of prayer, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the, 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 the spirit of the text is telling us that Prayers should be the the norm of any house of prayer, any house of God. This any church that names the name of Jesus should be filled with prayer. And we as a church are deficient in prayer. We don't pray enough. We don't pray enough together. Uh, and even today, I got the, the revelation before we started at 930. I came in here at 901 and I says, this is. I need us to do prayer before prayer. Let's pray for the prayer meeting. <laughs> Let's pray that God will move in the prayer meeting because when people pray, God, th- God moves. Amen. Th- things happen when we pray. The Bible says in James chapter five, it says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. 
And the Amplified, Cla- Amplified Classic says, and the, the prayers of the righteous availeth much, makes much power available. There's power that re- is released when we pray. Elijah prayed that it went rain. He, he affected the weather so we can change the weather through prayer. We can change nations through prayer. We can change situations through prayer. Are we willing to pay the price? There's a price to pay in prayer. I know we don't like to hear about paying a price when it comes to Christianity. We pay a price any other way. We pay a price when it comes to what we like, the equipment that we purchase and and the, the streaming services that we enjoy. We pay a price. And so why do we think when it comes to the things of God, there's not a price to pay? The anointing will cost us something. Miracles will cost us something. Not that we're trying to earn something from God. We are positioning ourselves. We got so much flesh that we need to do a 40-day fast. I I, I know I I come from a camp that, that they don't fast more than three days. They don't take me more than three days to hear from God. But I got more flesh than three days worth of fasting that needs to die. <laughs> so, so I think that we, the Lord is really dealing with this house about prayer and fasting. And, and, and the thing about it, and, I'm, and I, I know you consult your doctors because we are not getting a lawsuit or anything. I'm going on a 40 days with my church and you die. <laughs> hey, <laughs> consult your doctors. <laughs> We call prayer today, or fasting today, is what, this is what we do, right? We, we say, oh, I'm going to fast social media. Oh, I'm not going to look at TV. I'm going to fast sugar. Or I'm, I'm not going to eat the carbs. That's not really fasting. That's really a joke. And, and, and this, should, this should offend you. That's really a joke. It's not, biblical fasting is abstaining from food and sex. First Corinthians 7, read it. <laughs> Drop the mic. (laughs) You abstain from your fleshly desires to give yourself over to prayer and fasting. That's what God is calling us to. This church is a prayerless church. This church is a fastless church. We enjoy fasting from sunrise to sunset. And when sunset happens, it's an earthquake. Because <laughs> by, by before midnight, we're putting the food, the steak on, and we're waiting until 11.59. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And as soon as 12 hits, thank you, Jesus, I made it through. I'm not saying I've, I've been guilty of that too. So I, I stand in need of prayer. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you, let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's go beyond this. Amen. Amen. Recently, I, I, I did um, um, this week. I, I did a little bit more than this Tuesday and Thursday. And then on Friday, I think I decided to just break it. <laughs> and my body felt it. I was like, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, and I'm telling you, when you fast and, you, and there's things you need to do naturally before, you know, when you before you go on a long fast. And there's things you need to do when you come off a fast. My former pastor who's home with the Lord. Now he, he did 40 day fast, nothing but water and coffee uh, for 40 days. That was the norm. But he also had people raised from the dead. So I also prayed for a little boy who had no teeth in India, and he commanded the power of God to come in his mouth, and the power of God created created teeth 
in this boy who can who can grow teeth. And that miracle almost got him killed because the, the people bombarded the stage. And I'm telling you, prayer and fasting is the order of this house. And before there's glory, there got to be order. Are you with me? Before there's glory, there's got to be order. And it starts with prayer. It starts with us killing our flesh, putting our flesh on the altar of prayer and fasting. I beseech you, brothers and sisters, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And how much more than to present our bodies as a living sacrifice than to pray and to fast. And do not get this mindset because when we when things start happening, you say, oh, we pray and we fast. No, no, no. Prayer and fasting should make us more humble. We shouldn't, we shouldn't boast about our prayer time and our fasting time. Amen. Amen. A fire of prayer in the secret place. And so these people were making this house, the house of God, into something other. Even us, we have made our church a house of socializing. We enjoy, and I love what Minister Angel said, she preached about fellowship. We enjoy the, 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 the benefits of fellowship more so than a real fellowship. We, we enjoy the emotional or the relations, relational relationships of, 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 of a church more than God himself. We enjoy, there's something about when people get together, when it comes to food, when it comes to talking about other people, when it comes to, you know, um, you know just talking and, and, and kicking it, we enjoy that more than let's break out the word and let's, let's, let's challenge each other. Let's pray for one another. Amen. That's what church should be like. Your brothers and sisters, you may not find like you, 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 you like the same things with your other brothers and sisters in this house, but we can, our common denominator is our salvation. Jesus is the common denominator. Let's commune over him. Let's talk about growing together in him. Let's challenge our marriages. Let's challenge our singleness. Let's challenge our parenting skills over him. Amen. What are you doing to get the word in your kids, pastor? What are you doing to, to, to instill Christ in your marriage? What are you doing to have a God-glorifying money situation? What are you doing with your body? To, to, you know, I, I, I'm, you know we, we're on this journey of losing weight for the glory of God. I got a hundred and some pounds to go, but I, I want to look good for the glory of God. Amen. We, we, we want to lose weight and, and get in shape financially and get in shape mentally, emotionally and relationally for the glory of God. Amen. <laughs> I mean, God will heal you quicker when you say, you know, I want to get healed for the glory of God. I, I, the reason I want to get rid of this pain is I want to do more for God. The reason I want to get out of debt, this is why we say money coming to the body of Christ, money coming to me for the sake of the gospel. So he's not going to give you money for your sake, but for when you put him first, he'll give you the leftovers. And glory to God, it'll be more than enough. He, he blesses us to be a blessing. He anoints, see, he's not, a, you know, let's pray and fasting and, and speaking the word and, and baptizing ourselves in the word. It's not so that we can have such a great anointings that we can look back and say, we are anointed. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. He's going to bring people who need that anointing. 
He's going to put bring people in your life that when you see a demon, you can lay hands on it and drive it out and not make it a card to say, and I got a deliverance ministry. Well. <laughs> uh, when, when God uses you to heal somebody. And, and I'll never forget, I was praying, and you, you heard me tell the story. The lady, she, I was just, just a member. I was not, I was in the ministry of helps. And I, I served my pastor, and I, I brought more people into the church than anybody at that time. And I did everything from ushering to youth leader to, to catcher. Yeah, I'll get you next, next week. A catcher, I was a sound man. I did everything. Me and my friend Brad, we volunteered all our hours there after sun work. And, and I was praying. I was elderly, and I was pushing this young lady, older lady, but she's younger, um, to, um, to, to dialysis. And I said, ma'am, do you mind if I pray for your kidney? Sure. And I began to command her kidney to, to function. And I just prayed it quietly as I was pushing her down. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this, her kidneys to kick in in Jesus' name. It's just a simple prayer like that. And I said, well, God bless you. And she asked, what church you go to? I told her. And three days later, her kidney kicked in. I was like 22. Her kidney kicked in. She called the church and said, hey, um, there's a young man black man, African-American man from New Jersey who prayed for me and, and uh, my kidney is kicked in now. I didn't go around making business cards and said I can pray for people on dialysis now. No, I was just, but that's what, that's the result of praying and meditating and fasting will do. Amen. That should be the common thing. Just because you have a word of knowledge doesn't make you something special. God will speak to you and prophesy through you. And it just, it praise God. All glory goes to God. Amen. We don't get stuck on, oh, God spoke to me. It doesn't make you spiritual because God speaks to you. What makes you spiritual is what you do with it. Glory to God. So instead of the temple becoming a house of prayer, it has become a, a place where God, God's commandments were broken. Sin in your life, listen to this, sin in your life is the result of a lack of prayer. You never found somebody praying when they were fornicating. Well, uh, not, not, you know what I'm saying? Lord, don't let me get caught. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, I'm talking about true Holy Ghost filled prayers. You, you, are not, you are no more than your prayer life. You're no more than your prayer life. We are no more than our prayer life. That's a sobering reality. Prayer connects us with God. It is a reflection of our heart for God, our dependency upon God. The more you pray, the more you remember who God is and who you are in him. Let me say it again. The more you pray, the more you remember who God is. We need God. He is the source of our lives. He is the strength of our lives. He's the reason why we're saved. He is the joy of this salvation of this world. He is the real priority in this life, in the world to come. Prayer is vital. It is, it is, it will position us to grow and become all that God desires. We are no more than our prayer life. Prayer is more necessary than the food we eat. It is the Christian bloodline. And if we'll, we'll pray, this, this, this fire of prayer in the secret place should birth a desire or feed a desire to more prayer. Uh, we, I look, I'm beginning to, want, I'm looking forward to corporate prayer more than the Sunday gatherings. The, the desire to pray needs to increase. 
Thank you, Lord. Let's look at verse 18 and 19 real quick before I let you go. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy it, for, to destroy him. For they feared him because all the crowd was astonished, astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. The teaching on prayer was a revelation to the people. It gave them insight what they were not doing. They recognize that they depended more on themselves than God. When you see a Christian who does not pray, that Christian is depending more on them than on God. Prayer is a reminder of the precious Lord and his sacrifice for us. Prayer is about the Lord and his global plan for the world. Prayer, listen, you pray for revival and God gives the next person a revival. Are you okay with it? Are you okay to be praying for a promotion and God skips you and gives your children the promotion? Everything you prayed for, God skips you and give it to your lineage. Spiritually, naturally gives it to you. Are you okay with that? (laughs) See, there is no glories of prayer. Because nobody can see you praying hours and hours and hours and hours behind the scene without you saying a word about it. Are we okay? If the Lord, le- at one point in my life, I prayed anywhere from eight to 12 hours a day in tongues. And nobody knew it, but now you do, right? But I worked though. I was working praying in tongues. And, I, and I, on my break, I was praying in tongues. And, and then I was going to, on my way. I went home and rested. And then I got up and went to the church. The church at the time I attended was 24 hours. It's called the prayer center. <laughs> And so there, there's time. I'll go there till 12 o'clock at night, then go home, go to sleep, and get back up and do it all over again. That was my life about four or five years. I don't regret it. Some of the best li- times of my life is in the presence of God. Some people were at that time was praying for anointings, and I was praying to know God. Prayer is, is one of the main spiritual graces, disciplines to prepare us to know him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Luke 18 tells us that men should always pray. Prayer is a spiritual discipline. It isn't an option. It's necessary. We, We are called to always pray. Luke chapter 18, verse one, men should always pray. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. When should we pray always? <laughs> and we, will ne- we, we, we should never lose heart, but we should keep praying. What are you doing with your prayer life? I really believe that the Christians shouldn't even have a prayer life. I believe that the Christians should just be prayer. That that's so common. It's so norm to us that we pray all the time. We pray all the time. We pray, we have consecrated time and we pray on the go. Constantly communion, communion, fellowshipping with Father God. Father, I just love you. I love you. I worship you. The beautiful thing about the mask, you can pray, I, you can move your lips. <laughs> Sometimes what I'll do in the grocery store now, because I don't wear the mask as much, is I'll, I'll have my ear, Air, AirPods, AirPods on, and I will just be holding, because people don't know if I'm talking on the phone or what. <laughs> little tricks that I have. <laughs> Communing with the Father. Waking up in the middle of the night praying. Destin asked me the other day, he said, Daddy, why, why do you always pray on the, you pray in tongues real quietly? Why do you always do that? Because I want God. 
Okay. But I hear you do this all the time. When you're playing a game, <laughs> when you're watching TV, Yes, don't break my soul. You pray in the tongues. What about Renaissance, right? Thank you, Lord, for salvation. I'm not endorsing her. Hey, I actually, I, I actually sensed demonic spirits when I was listening to it, like never before. It was like really strong, and I said, like, "Oh, I came." I thought I was going. I was down. I was going to download it. I downloaded it on the. I went to South Carolina real quick and I downloaded it on the plane and I was like, oh, you know, let me see what she got going on. But I was like, oh, Jesus, let me turn this off. <laughs> I can't even pray in the spirit. I said, this is the devil. All right, real quick. Um, hallelujah. Thank you. There's so much more here. Um, we should have some, set, some time set aside for prayer. Um, I don't know if you're a morning person or a night person. Set some time to pray. Set some time to pray with your family. Your kids need to see you praying together. Family need to pray together. What? That's, a, that's not in the Bible, but it's a reality. If you pray together, you'll stay together. And your kids learn how to pray by listening to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The school of prayer is where we learn to flow with the Holy Spirit and receive directions from heaven. We're called to pray all the time. We're called to pray with all types of prayers and supplications. One of the things we did this week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, shout out to those who came out. What we did is we prayed, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, we prayed for those who are in authority. The reason why some people's prayers are not being answered because they're not doing it correctly. It says, first of all, pray for those who are in authority. That's what he said. That's what Paul, the Spirit of God, was saying to the Apostle Paul. So you should pray for the president and pray for the, the governors and pray for those who are in office. Pray. Why? So we can lead a quiet and peaceable life. In all godliness, it get, when it's quiet and peaceable, it gives us opportunity to spread the gospel. If we don't pray, what will happen is sometimes God will allow persecution to the, the fire persecution to turn up. But that's OK, because persecution actually causes us to spread the gospel more. At Jerusalem, the Christians got real comfortable. And so what God did, he turned the fire of persecution up. And what happened was the gospel began to spread. We have not known persecution in this country like we're going to. You better get your prayer life together. Be like the five wise virgins who had oil in their lamps, ready for the Lord's return. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit uses the word of God and prayer to change us into the image of Christ. You will never learn how to pray until you pray. Sometimes, uh, you know, you can have all the books about prayer. I got a whole shelf full of prayer books, old and new. And you'll never learn how to pray just by studying the scriptures about prayer, but until you pray. You haven't prayed until you prayed. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit uses the word of God in prayer to change us into the image of Christ. The Lord did not give us the Holy Ghost to only pray sometimes. When one prays in tongues, they're putting themselves, listen to this, I got this as I was preparing this together. The Holy Ghost, when one prays in tongues, 
they are putting themselves on the wheel of the potter of, for the spirit to destroy strongholds. For the Holy Spirit has been sent to enlighten us, to enlighten the word of God so that we can change. The Holy Spirit reveals areas of sin so we can repent. Go with me real quick to Romans 8 as we bring this to a close. We need to pray with our native tongue and we need to pray in other tongues. And I want to say we do not pray enough in general, but we really don't pray enough in other tongues. We need to spend time in prayer in other tongues throughout the day. Amen. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the spirit himself, King James helps us, helps our infirmities, our weakness. And what is our weakness? For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good and for those who are called according to his purpose. The spirit of God helps our weakness. And the biggest weakness that the church has is that we don't know how to pray as we ought. We're praying for our needs. And like I said a couple weeks ago, praying for your needs is really a low level of praying. He said he will meet your needs. You claim it, you do what you need to do naturally, and you confess and you, you hold on to the scriptures, Philippians 4.19, um, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So you, you, you cling to that and you hold on to that and you go to Psalm, Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, he shall not, I shall not want, I shall not lack. He, he, he meets my every need. He gives me grace to abound towards everything. I, my needs are met. But prayer should be beyond praying for your family. It should be go beyond. You should pray for the will of God. The highest form of prayer is to pray what's on his heart. To pray out the plan. God has a plan. He has a will concerning this world, the body of Christ, concerning our church, concerning our city, concerning our, our state. And, and, and tapping into the spirit to pray for those things and praying for the will of God, praying for the next move of God. Are you, are you seeing this? There's, there's some levels of prayers that we have yet to tap into. And, and the scripture tells us that we, our weaknesses, we don't know how to pray as we ought. For the spirit he intercedes for us with groanings too deep for, to, for words. In other words, in our native tongue, it's, it's, the groanings are too deep to utter in our native tongue. So it takes the spirit helping us to pray concerning the will of God. Because the spirit of God will always pray according to the will of the father. He's praying for the will of the Father. So you may be praying to, to be satisfied with where you live at, and the Spirit of God may be praying to move you across the nation. Are you with me? He'll begin to change some things. Prayer. See, sometimes you can pray yourself out of the will of God by praying the wrong things. Sometimes you can pray yourself out of the will of God by praying the wrong things. You lose focus and you pull out the will of God concerning, it becomes emotional or soulish. So we got to pray in the spirit. Pray according to the will of God. And the, the Bible tells us this. 
He who searches their hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes for the saints of God according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. I want to submit to you, it's not talking about everything that happens in your life is working for your good. According to context, it's talking about whatever the Spirit is praying is working for your good. The accident is not working for your good. The molestation is not working for your good. The divorce is not working for your good. The bankruptcy is not working for your good. The rejection is not working for your good. What's working for your good is as you give yourself to the Holy Spirit and you yield your tongue to him, whatever he's praying is working for your good. That's the context of it. Because and it's a conjunction, right? It, it joins one thought to the next. So whatever the spirit is praying, because we don't know how to pray as we ought, whatever he's praying, he's praying according for our good. I love Travis Green. He's intentional. Yes, he's intentional. When we give ourselves to the spirit of God, he's intentional and in working things that he's praying for our good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's building us up. He, he's built, the Holy Ghost is praying for us. He's praying to change things. That's where change takes place. Change takes place in his presence, in the secret place. My last scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Thank you, Lord. It says, for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. So when you and I pray in tongues, we're not speaking to each other. We're not speaking to ourselves. We're speaking to God, the father, the secret place in the fire of prayer in the secret place. Our personal hotline to the father, God, we are uttering mysteries before the father. We're uttering mysteries. Thank you, Lord. He's building us up spiritually. He's helping us to fellowship with Father God. When um, our prayer meetings are filled, should be filled with praying in other tongues. Why? We're yielding our tongues to the Spirit to pray out the perfect will of God. Listen to this. It is God, the Holy Spirit, praying through us to God the Father. God the Son, Jesus, is at his right hand, is at the right hand of God the Father praying for us too. So we're in the middle of the Godhead and reaping the benefits of all this praying going on through us, in us, and for us. So the Spirit of God is in us, giving us utterance to pray to God the Father, and Jesus is on his right hand interceding for us, and we're in the middle of it, and God is going to benefit us, and he's going to cause these things to work out for our good. You can't lose when you give yourself over to praying in other tongues. You, you're giving yourself over to the spirit of God to pray out the plan and the purposes of God. Some things will never walk out until we pray them out. You got to pray out the will of God. You got to pray. Jesus, at the, right before he went to the cross, he said, Lord, let your will be done. There are things that he prayed out and gave him the strength to walk that road to Calvary. Amen. And I'm going to tell you this. The Spirit of God is leading us to a road of Calvary. A road of crucifying our desires and losing our will for his will. 
giving up things. See, some Christianity tells us, uh, a version of Christianity tells us, uh, you know, God give you your dreams. And that is a, that's a truth. But the truth is he wants his will. He wants to bring his dream to pass for you. That means if he tells you give up that business, give up that PhD, I heard it, <laughs> give up education, whatever the case is, walk away from a good paying job to do the will of God. He's not always going to give you the great job. He'll lead you to the lower paying job to do the will of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We thank you. What an opportunity it is to hear from heaven. I don't think I've ever preached it like this before, God, concerning prayer. I pray that you would give your people a desire for prayer. Father, I thank you that they'll wake up in the middle of the night praying. They'll, they'll go, go to work praying. They'll, they'll, they'll pray at the job and they'll pray at home and they'll pray with their families. God, I pray that they'll love the light of your glory in your, from your word more than the light of their devices. God, I pray that we'll be so much, we're so hungry for you, God. We'll, 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 we'll deny ourselves the favorite souls. We'll, we'll, we'll deny ourselves the things that we love to do the most for your presence. Oh God, let the fire of prayer be our proportion. Come on. Let the fire of prayer be our proportion, our inheritance, God. God, give us a prayer life. Make our life a prayer to you, God. Oh, God, I pray. We'll pray so much. We'll pray ourselves right into the will of God. We're right into the will, the perfect will of God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's some things that don't come, don't come unless we pray and fast. Father, as we continue this season of prayer and fasting we'll be we'll we'll be so much we're we're so hungry for you god we don't want a regular church we don't want a a religious church but lord we want a spirit-filled church spirit-led church a word of god preaching church signs and wonders miracles and true community father i pray father deliver us from the social aspect of church god into real fellowship god Oh, God, we give ourselves over to the word of God and to prayer. Father, let us be people of prayer. And may we not brag, God. I pray that we'll never brag about how much we pray. God, I pray, Father, they'll not not come through our minds. But, Father, we'll pray hours and nobody else knows but you, God. Oh, God, I pray that you'll increase our times of prayer individually and corporately. Let the spirit of prayer be our proportion, God, of above miracles and above growth numerically above buildings and lands. Let there be prayer, Father. Let there be prayer in the secret place. May we know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. We want to know you through prayer, through the word of God, through praise and worship, through fasting, God. We want to know you, God. We're hungry for you, God. Oh, Jesus, come on. Oh, Jesus, we're so hungry for you today. God, we're so hungry for you. We want more of you, God. Thank you, Lord. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, I want to give you an opportunity. Say, Pastor Dwayne, I heard you talk about prayer. I heard you talk about the importance of prayer, but I need this relationship with Jesus. I don't want you to leave here thinking that you're saved. The most dangerous place to be is to actually believe you're saved where you're not. 
So if you're here and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I mentally agree with Christ, but I need to, a true salvation, a, a, a heart, heart conviction, a brand, I need surgery. And that's you. I want you to be bold and brave enough to lift, lift up your hand and say, that's me. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Today, the Bible says, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart, for he's knocking. If you hear and you say, I don't know Jesus in the part of my sins, be bold and brave enough to say, that's me. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? And you say, here, Pastor Dwayne, I heard you talk about praying in tongues. You talk about it a lot. I've been preaching about it since I was four or five, maybe six. And you say, I don't, speak, I don't know how to speak in tongues, but I want to receive this baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want you to be bold and brave enough to lift up your hands and say, that's me. I want to receive my prayer language. Is there one who would like to receive your heavenly language? Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. Let's just take a few moments and wait on him. Thank you, Lord. I think we, we, we rush everything. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you can pray in tongues, begin to pray. If you've been tormented, if, if you are tormented in your mind, I want you to come forth. If you're tormented in your mind, I want you to come forth. There's deliverance for you today. You do not have to be tormented. If you're tormented, be bold and brave enough to come down here so Jesus can set you free. Jesus, the deliverer, is making himself known in this house today. If you're tormented in your mind, today is your day of freedom. Father, I thank you for the wind of deliverance. I thank you for the wind of deliverance coming through here now. In the name of Jesus, the wind of deliverance like never before. The wind of deliverance blowing out the dust, blowing out the things that we have held on to. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity for your word. I pray that your word will go forth. I thank you that it, it has fallen on good ground and it'll produce some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. I, I pray that you will wake your people up, wake us up in the middle of the night, disturb our days with prayer. God, I thank you, Father. I thank you. I, 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 see, I see some of you all going into break rooms because the spirit of prayer and intercession and supplication is on you and you're bent over praying and praying and praying. I pray that that, that will be our reality, that we just be people of prayer. Uh, you know, you find yourself, one of the ways in which intercession hits me is sometimes I just start crying and, and I just, it, it bubbles up on the inside of me. Thank you, Lord. And I can do nothing but pray in tongues. Be open to the spirit of God. He, you know, don't seek dreams. Thank God for dreams. If he decides to lead you by dreams, great. Not really lead you by dreams, but um, confirm what he already put in your heart through dreams. Prayer is more important than any 
external thing that you can seek. Thank you, Lord. It's easier to get a word from a prophet than to hear from God yourself. It puts more pressure on you doing the, see, it's easy. Let me go to this prophet, this apostle and get a word. But it's one thing you go and you pray and you pray and you pray and you hear a soul enough word for yourself. That that's, that's, that's the relationship. That's the secret place that in that place, that's the place that change takes place. Thank you, Lord. You got something, my love? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, I'm going to say this. Stay seated if, if this is you. I sense there's more than one, but um, you just receive deliverance is in the place. Deliverance is in the place. And if your struggle is with uh, um, your sexual appetite when it comes to fasting and praying, or if you're being tormented because of the, those types of desires, it's just true. I don't know who's in here because I have my eyes closed. I'm sorry, little children, if you're here, Lord Jesus. Um, but there's deliverance here for that. If that's what you, if, if that is what's been troubling you, hallelujah, that won't be a problem during your fasting times. That won't be a problem as you try to keep yourself as a single person. And it won't be a problem if there's some type of unevenness in the marriage situation. I'm not trying to get in people's business. But I'm just saying that deliverance is here to take care of all of that in the name of Jesus. So receive it right where you are because I'm not in your business. The Holy Ghost is in your business, but let him be. Everybody else mind yours. If not you, don't worry about it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But deliverance is here for you. Deliverance is here for you. And as you were talking about that, that the goal being able to hear for God from for yourself during prayer. If you're saying, "I well, I never heard anything in prayer for myself." You will begin to hear. You begin to pray and you begin to seek. It is going to happen for you. Mark this date as the day that you <laughs> that 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 you may not have it happen to you today, but you'll be able to look back and say, "I received that day that this would be the new dimension of my relationship with the Lord. That this would be the new dimension of my prayer life." is that I begin hearing for myself rather than seeking the voice and affirmation of another. And I will hear your voice and not another. Not another. Hallelujah. 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 That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. 
Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.